Are you listening? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Saul Bookman Show. Thank you for joining me again today. Uh, big win last night for the Arizona men's basketball team. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, obviously, the Kobe news has been dominating everything this week, and uh, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you my thoughts on uh, on that gentleman and his uh, his daughter and the rest of those that unfortunately lost their lives on Sunday. Um, it was just just. Just a sad, sad week uh, for sure. Uh, the women's hoops, uh, they bounce back and uh, they got to play UCLA. Uh, another top 10 opponent, an opportunity to get another big win under their belt. And this time it's at home. And they uh, they kind of fell apart in the second half last time they played them. But we'll touch on that here in a little bit. So first, let's uh, get you a little word from the athletic. You know, one of my uh, morning rituals every day when I wake up is to take a look at what The Athletic has in its bag. You know, it's it's a great subscription. It's a great uh, app. For those of you who don't know, The Athletic is a subscription-based sports news site for real fans. It's just that simple. It, it isn't filled with clickbait material, uh, which is what I love. You know, uh, great local and national writers like Sham Sharnia, uh, Seth Davis, Brian Hamilton, and locally with uh, C.J. Holmes, who covers your Arizona Wildcats, both football and basketball, and he is the beat writer to follow. He is great, great dude. He, uh, he knows his stuff, and... You know what? He interacts with, with followers and, and people who want to interact with him, especially on Twitter during games. So uh, he's a great follow. The Athletic provides quality, in-depth content that goes beyond the box score about your favorite teams. No ads, no clickbait, just good content. And now they have a great deal for you simply because you're listening to this podcast. Just download the Athletic app, pick your favorite teams, and the Athletic will begin servicing all the latest on the players and storylines that matter to you the most. All for 40% off a yearly subscription by going to theathletic.com slash overtime. That's theathletic.com slash overtime. It's a must for any sports fan like you and I. You know, I thought that the Arizona men's team did a they did a, they did, a, they did an okay job, right? Uh, I think a similar game was playing out as it did the week before against ASU, except Arizona didn't have quite as big a lead in the first half. Uh, and then how the second half started where Washington seemingly couldn't miss a three to, for anything, um, it kind of left a lot up to, to doubt, right? But um, as we move forward and, and we take a look at how this Arizona basketball team is going to try and play moving forward, um, really it, it's it's whether or not they're hitting their shots. And Washington being young, Arizona is young as well. Both of them trying to fight to stay in in relevance in the Pac-12 conference. Um, I thought the biggest difference was the fact that Arizona had better guards and they were able to make better decisions down the stretch, led by Nico Mannion. And then Jamar Baker was fantastic, hitting clutch threes. Um, He really channeled that inner Kobe uh, for himself yesterday. By the way, the entire team was wearing Kobe's yesterday. I thought that was a nice little tribute. And uh, they come away with the win. Stone Gettings, I thought, was pretty solid. Um, he had a couple of gaffes down there, down the stretch, but nothing too 
egregious. And uh, I just, like I said, Baker, I thought, had some huge shots. Um, Nico played decently well in the second half. He didn't cost them the game. He didn't really go out to win the game either. Um, I, I just thought he kind of kept kept the pace going. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you know what you're going to get from Zeke Naji. And, um, you know, it, overall I thought it was, it, was a, it was a good performance. Zeke Naji didn't even have his greatest game, 9.8 rebounds. He was, he, was, he was okay. He missed a lot of bunnies, man. He missed a lot of easy little jumpers inside the key that I thought, he he just can't afford to miss, and um, you know. But again, Stone Gettings helping down down there. Nico with with sixteen. Um, Dylan Smith had uh, a, a tough tough game yesterday, and uh, when you look at the fact that Washington hit fourteen threes out of twenty eight shots, and they still lost, um, that kind of goes to show you how careless they were in the second half. Um, it, it was not ideal, and I thought that the I thought the biggest change was when Jaden McDaniel's um, had that technical after the dunk. After he dunked on Ira Lee, he stared him down and got a technical. And after that point, Arizona hits a couple free throws. Nico Mannion hits a three, and then that kind of got the momentum kind of back on their side and really changed the tide. And I thought um, McDaniel's kind of he kind of hurt that team big time. Uh, Washington, you know, you know, Mike Hopkins was not happy with that technical for UW, and uh, McDaniel's kind of sparked the U of A run that was coming up. And uh, you know, again, when when you're looking when you're looking at this Arizona basketball team, and you realize where their strengths are, their strengths are with. Nico Mannion, Zeke Naji, and then they always need somebody else to step up to win these games. Josh Green wasn't great last night. Five points, two rebounds, three assists. Like, just a lot of work that still needs to be done. But a win on the road is a win on the road, and when you get your first win on the road, it feels even better. And it's a quad one win. That's a solid victory on the road in a hostile environment against a team that they desperately needed to beat and in to keep pace with everything else right so uh now as we look forward they got washington state washington state's no slouch they just beat asu at home they beat oregon at home um every road game in the pac-12 is significant and arizona could do a lot for itself if it can win against the cougs if they beat the cougs now all of a sudden you're talking about coming home and you have some momentum and what do you have next? You have USC, UCLA, both winnable games at home. And then you have to go on the road to Cal and Stanford. And then you come back for the Oregon schools once again with another opportunity to beat a top 15 opponent in Oregon. And all of a sudden, you could realistically say this team could go from, you know, it looks like the bottom is falling out. All of a sudden, they beat Washington, possibly beat Washington State. If they sweep next week, that's four in a row. Let's say they beat Cal. Stanford's going to be a tough one. Let's say they get that one. You can you could have won seven games in a row and all of a sudden be looking at ten and three in the Pac-12 by the time you have to play Oregon again. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? So, a lot left to play for. Hopefully, they can get it together. They need to get it together. And um, you know, I, I still want to see more from Nico Mannion. I'm I'm going to be on that kid until he's done. Until he's done. Um, 
there's just so much growth still left in this team, and you hope that it comes out soon before it's too late. So, um, but let's just transition over to women's hoops. Women's hoops has got UCLA at home uh, Friday night. Another top ten opponent. This is going to be an incredible game. Um, Arizona has shown the propensity to fight very, very hard at home. They've had some big-time wins. They've come close twice to Oregon and Oregon State. And it doesn't get any easier because after this, after the USC and UCLA game, they have to go on the road to Oregon and Oregon State. Again, it is a murderer's row for this this basketball team. But you know what? They They are responding with the challenge they they understand what's on the line and they have been performing up to par for sure and so it'll be an exciting game Uh, again adia barnes and company could definitely use your help if you're gonna have the opportunity to go out there and really support this squad so this women's basketball team um has a big opportunity like i said uh go out there and support the ladies and uh after we return from this break We're going to touch on Kobe Bryant um, in this kind of abbreviated episode of the Saul Bookman Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Kobe Bryant was, um, he was a killer on the court. He was, he was, he would take your heart right out of your chest if he could. He didn't care. And I think, uh, I'm not a fan of Kobe. I've, I've never been a fan of Kobe. Um, but I did always appreciate his work ethic and his, commitment to excellence when it came to being the best on the basketball court. I absolutely appreciated it, loved it, um, respected it, admired it, and uh, there's definitely a certain look and a certain vibe that he gave off that I try to embody when it comes to my professional life, you know? but I think what what makes this so hard for a lot of people is is that you you got one kind of Kobe and then you got to see the human element of Kobe afterwards as a dad and with Gigi and I think that's what makes this all so sudden so real and so painful more than anything else uh, I don't believe everybody would have the the outpouring of emotion to this degree had it not been for the last couple of years and what we saw at on sidelines with him and his daughter um, or him out in the community doing different things. I just, not to this level, because um, that's what took it to another level for me, at least personally. Um, I have a daughter. She's roughly the same age as Gigi Bryant, 12 years old, and uh, I love her with every fiber of my being. And to see Kobe embrace his daughter, teach her the game, um, and treat her with so much love and attentiveness and 
wanting to to give her the very best opportunity to succeed at what she was trying to succeed at, which was basketball. I just thought that was that was so remarkable. And in this day and age, when you know Kobe Kobe Bryant said had told the story famously on the Jimmy Kimmel show about how you know people would come up to him like, "Man, you need to have a son so you can carry on the legacy." And, and Gigi was like, "No, I got this. You know, like I, I'm going to carry on the legacy." She wanted to play in the WNBA. She wanted to play for UConn. She had those goals and aspirations to carry on that Bryant name. And in this day and age where, you know, people are so kind of politically correct, I just think that's such a great message to send to to everybody is that you don't need to be a male to carry on a dynasty. You can be a woman. It's That's just how it should be. Like, it, it's open and equal to everybody. And this mentality should go away. It absolutely should go away. Um, this mentality of you know complete sexism and, and it has to be a guy. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know. I hope my daughter has all the opportunities in the world to do everything that I could have ever wanted to do, and um, she absolutely has that chance. She absolutely has that chance. She's a remarkable person. Gigi Bryant seemed like she was just a remarkable young lady from all the outpouring of emotion and and all the the you know the statements from from a lot of the people and a lot of celebrities that that knew her um, you can tell how much this girl was adored and uh, we can't forget about the other victims of the crash as well you know John Altabelli Carrie Altabelli Alyssa Altabelli um, man that, that that's just so tragic uh, Christina Mauser uh, Ara Zabo- Zaboyan um, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and then of course Gianna and Kobe Bryant. Uh, those those individuals have families. Those individuals have um, a lifetime of memories with other people, other family members, other friends, and they all deserve um, the recognition and respect um, in their time of loss as well. But um, as we as we go back to Kobe and, and Gianna again, it. It hit home big time because of the sport that he played, obviously, and uh, the basketball community obviously felt it. Arizona felt it. Uh, Like I mentioned before, the Arizona basketball team, uh, they all dedicated, um, they all wore Kobe Bryant shoes yesterday up in Washington. Um, And I don't know if they're going to wear them for the rest of the season, but I thought that was a a beautiful gesture on their part. And... um, you know, I've I've talking to to a lot of former U of A guys, uh, and they're all devastated. They're all devastated. You know, um, so. But it's time to move on. Um, you know, the, the, there's a time for closure, and it's coming. Um, I think people are still wrapping their head around the the fact that it one of one of basketball's greatest um, athletes is gone, and his daughter is gone. And she won't ever have the opportunities that her dad had to fulfill a, a life and a dream full of basketball aspirations. And that's life. That's life sometimes. You know, you never know when your time is up. And it's sad. It's tragic. And I think it reinforces the point that you have to live life to its fullest. 
And if you don't, you never know when that time is going to come. When hearing Shaq talk about Kobe and the fact that he hadn't talked to him in four years, um, despite you know saying that he still loves him and, and that they're good friends and stuff like that, that just that like hit so close to home because. Think about how many of us have even reached out to some of our friends from back in the day that we still appreciate and we still respect and we still want to keep a close relationship with. We just can't find enough time in the day to make a phone call or, or see them in person or have a drink or anything like that. Like, find the time, man. Find the time. Because you never know when you won't get that moment again. You know, enjoy these moments while you can and take advantage because we only have one life. And, man, it is too damn short. Too damn short. So, um, next week we will be back on schedule. I know we've uh, kind of been slipping and sliding a little bit here, kind of posting these randomly. But we will be back on track, posting on Mondays as we did at the very beginning of this series. Um, Back at it again on Monday. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a weekend sweep to talk about with the U of A men's and women's teams. And we hey, and we'll see if we can round up some other special guests. The Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, so that should be fun. Uh, everybody out there, be safe, be kind, love one another, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon.